can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. Eagle One, first strike. You have permission to engage the target. I don't know when this is going to come out, but I did post a picture of this delicious, delicious salad that I got for lunch today. Okay. Grass. <laughs> well, no, it was um, grazing weeds. So it there there was not a whole lot of lettuce. Like the lettuce was, it was just on a bed of greens. Like that's basically it. It's not even like it was a whole ass salad. So it was grilled avocado. It was only a half-assed salad. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it was grilled avocado. Okay, okay. delicious. If you've never tried it, mm-hmm. a street corn type salad so it was it's it's not on the cob like street corn is served like on the cob and then they put the mayo and then the all the seasonings and stuff this came off the cob (laughs) Uh, it was off the chain and then i got blackened chicken with it so okay so it was actually a a meal yes delightful and it was on a bed of greens so that technically makes it a salad just not just grass correct not rabbit food. Do you remember? And and I know this is kind of it's, it. It leads into something, and it, it really was one of those moments. But do you remember nine eleven where you were when that occurred? I do. That's one of those things. And first, everybody, hey, Rudy, Andrea, Talking Pools podcast, welcome. Oh yeah, hey. This question goes out I, to all you guys. Also, why are we talking about this? It's not even that time. But September, September 11th. Do you remember where you were? I do remember. Do you want to hear the story? Is that why you're asking me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Share your story. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it short. Um, Can you do so that? I was. <laughs> we'll see. So <laughs> I was um, t- I hadn't graduated high school yet, but I was duly enrolled at my community college, which is now a state college. But at the time it was community college. Juvie. And uh. I was supposed to go to class that day and I was sleeping and my boyfriend at the time, who is not my boyfriend any longer, called me and said, turn on the TV right now. We're being attacked. And I turned on the TV and I the first plane had already hit. And then I saw the second one happen because I was already watching the TV and school was canceled that day. 
I was sitting at my desk designing safety covers. That's what I was doing. At that point in time, when 9-11 occurred, I worked for a company called Mako Products. Mako Products was actually the creator of the safety cover. And it, the Mako the Mako products that's um, around today? The same company that's around today that makes covers. Wait, am I thinking the one that makes the replacement bags and stuff or the like the Mako bags or is that a different No, company? I guess they we call it Mako. You people say Mako, but it's really Myco because it was Fred Myers that started the company, so it was Myers Company shortened to Myco. Anyway, long story. That's the same company I was at when I designed the line of safety fencing. I did all the R&D for that product for that company. Cool. Which was pretty cool. What does that have to do with 9-11? I said, oh, that's where you that's were. That's where Sorry. I was. Wow. I was sitting at my desk. I've had a long day. I've had a long day. I was sitting at my desk in the front, and one of the um, CAD designers from the back came out and said, oh, my God, you got to put on the radio, because we didn't have TVs in our office. You got to put on the radio, this channel, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. I said, why? Were you in New York? I was in New York. I was maybe, I don't know, 20 miles away from the World Trade Center when this occurred. That's crazy. And so he went into the back. I listened to it. I was like, oh, wow, that's really freaky. Then he comes running back after they announced the second plane freaking out. Right. So they let us all go home. And I remember the traffic is all backed up. And, you know, amongst the, the crowds of people gathering around with their neighbors because they looked, you know, they were sad. They were devastated. They were frightened because we'd never had anything Mm -hmm. occur like this before that I drove past on the way home. There were also crowds of people celebrating burning flags and that type of thing where I wanted my car to accidentally veer off the road, (laughs) but I restrained in either case. I'm bringing this up now because this is what I, what my, probably my strongest memory of working at that place, which I'm sure it is for everybody else who worked wherever they worked at that time or were at wherever they were at. But going back to Matthew's, Matt's question from last week, do you remember Matt asked, how do we measure for safety cover? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> do they have I'm waiting for you do they have safety me. covers in your part of the world safety spring loaded no. uh i have it's like a strap i saw one i've seen one and i think that the house was haunted foreclosed definitely not lived in and I was driving by. It wasn't like I was going to service the pool or anything. I just happened to drive by and I look in people's yards and I noticed and I saw it. But so no, I, you're like a voyeur or a peeping Tom. Mm, no, not I'm not. I like I don't walk up to the window. Peeping Tomette. <laughs> no. So I don't want to see no old balls. I'm good. Excuse me. I don't want to see old balls. I'm good. Matt asked if we could go through how to measure a safety cover. You've never seen one. It's been, it's been. I've seen them. You said I've you- seen them and I've, no, listen to me. I said that they are not super around. You in said Florida. you've only seen I have, one. 
I've seen the one in Florida, but um, I did go to New Jersey for a week and I opened pools. So (laughs) the one safety cover we have in Florida. Yes. And she has seen it. So I have seen how many, how many, no, I went to New Jersey. How many did you take off? I, I, I don't know. A bunch. What'd you think about it? They're, they're smelly. They're smelly. And you get very wet and cold and dirty and sl- they're slimy. This and sounds heavy. about right. So you did it correctly. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I, told you, I handled them. Then we rolled it all up and then we had you to clean them off. You got to roll them up, put it in wherever the person is storing it. We did... We did put one in a bag. There was another one that we put in a like a box. I used to recommend that they put them in a trash pail and then put the lid on it because those things, nope. for some reason, attract ants. Big ass friggin' ants that like to chew holes through these things. Ass ants? Whatever you want. That's fine. You know, the regular winter covers do also. The ones that go on with the water bags around the pool, the solid ones, those attract ants also. I have never seen one of those. Never seen one of those. No. I bet somebody would send you one. I don't know what you would do it. with it. <laughs> I don't I don't want it. <laughs> you can put up a tent in your backyard. Uh, No. <laughs> put up a tent in your backyard. There is a process to this. Have you ever gone through how to measure one of these? No. Because that's what Matt was asking about. And these are great covers. They are. They're a fantastic addition as a layer of safety. They don't replace any of your layers of safety. For those people who decided to make fences go away, but the cover is a great addition in times where you'll go long lengths and not use the pool. They're not meant to be taken on and off on a regular basis. What are you doing? Nothing. I had a couple of bites left of my salad. Okay. Continue. I'm listening. But you can understand that, right? How they're not meant to be taken on and off on a regular basis. It'll actually damage the cover. Uh, kind of like a vinyl thing, or not vinyl, but like inflatable things that they get damaged when you inflate them and deflate them constantly. Well, more likely due to wear and abrasion. Ah, that makes sense because they're heavy. You got to drag them. Then it's against the coping. Around the pool. And there's a big fucking puddle of, there's half a pool of water on top of it. Well, the mesh ones, there wouldn't. And the solid ones, they should drain the water from the cover. Just like the power covers that you deal with, there should be submersible pumps on those. And standing water, Any in order for this to actually be, and this is one of my beefs about the fence thing, even with the power covers. See, in order for a cover to be, to meet that ASTM certification, any standing water has to be removed within 30 minutes. No water can sit on that cover longer than 30 minutes. And that's because people can drown in that. Correct. And people do drown on top of those covers. The problem is, one, not every homeowner is great about going out there and getting the water off the top of the cover in a timely manner. I know you can get one with an automatic float. Sometimes they stick. Sometimes they don't. Doesn't matter. It's not always removed within 30 minutes, like the certification says it needs to in order to meet that standard. The other one is the water level beneath the cover has to be at a certain height. 
all of the people that you hear about that lower their water levels for the winter and leave the water level low, those covers do not meet that ASTM standard. The water can only well, be you need the water for like support underneath. Yes, the water, right? exactly. It helps to hold up the snow. See, and then you I wait know that about this get, shit, even though I don't have to deal with them. And any weight from a person that would get on the cover, right? Four hundred eighty-five pounds in the center is what it's supposed to be able to hold. But that's with twelve inch water, twelve inches below the cover, no less. So that's important. These are things that homeowners have to keep up with if that ASTM certified cover is going to continue to meet that standard while it's on their pool. I see. How did you like removing the wraps? I kind of did, not really, because I didn't know that um, what I didn't know, like what it all entailed. And so I didn't bring like shoes that were appropriate for kicking the fucking thing or whatever it was. So <laughs> I didn't have to do that part, <laughs> but I did go around with the drill and I, and I busting you know, out those I, technical I, terms again. I anchored, I anchored the anchors. <laughs> there you go. So we're going to go through it a little bit. First, we're going to go through the standard means of measure that folks are used to using. One of the very first things we need to do is look to see if it's actually a stock size or stock shape cover, because that makes it nice and easy. So if okay. if the cover is a rectangle, it doesn't have to be custom made. There's the measurement that you do for that is length and width of the pool. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Exactly that. Or do you have to like add a inch or two for the coping or something like that? They want the measure of the size of the pool. Okay. They and take they it from their, there. Correct. I gotcha. Right. So, if it's an L-shaped pool, a Grecian-shaped pool, again, That's the little corners where the little corners right? are cut off, right? Rectangle with cut off corners. We can even do Roman ends, an oval, or lazy L's. We need a heck of a lot lazy more L. measures for a lazy L, but it is still basic measures, diagonals. What the hell is a lazy L? A lazy L is where the L portion comes off, but not completely straight, not like at a 90-degree angle, maybe at a 45 Ah, you follow like a boomerang, kind of like a boomerang. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So another thing that we need to note is if we have any swim outs or any step areas, we should also, to the best of our ability, draw a diagram of the pool, including any obstructions that will not be removed. Handrail. Like a raised spa. Ladder. Raised spa, they definitely need to know about, correct? Yeah, because now we're getting into a different design. It's not just anchoring in. We're looking at cutouts of these things. When I was in New Jersey, they took all the handrails off. And a lot of people do. Some people leave them and in I place. put them all back on. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Some people find that because they have a salt pool, that they can't get their handrail or ladder out anymore. Ah. Uh, so we need to know if you have a waterfall, rock features, anything along those lines, because we're going to need to make cutouts for those sections. So any obstructions, any raised areas, any varying levels of the deck, a negative edge, overflows. There's how a, do you put it on, a, on an infinity edge? How do you put it on an infinity edge? 
Can you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, how? They can do these all kinds of things with these covers. I wonder I wonder if we had more of those down here that I wonder if like people would design their pools differently. One of the things you asked about that, the negative edge. They knew that they had to put a cover on there that if they would be designed differently. But how do you get the cover to stay over the edge or do you, it a cable that they run through it and some padding underneath it that pulls tight against mm. the side of the pool there'd be a cutout in okay. each of the corners then there'd be a flap it would come down there would be eyelets and then there would be a cable that runs to eye hooks on each side and pulls it snug up against the okay i think the wall itself i have i think i know okay no 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 i have seen one because one of the ones that i did up north had a like a wall <clears throat> so i i okay yep there was a cable and there were anchors that we had to unhook the cable from the anchors okay was, and it was done there was with a cable yes yeah just had to think about it for a minute you know i only saw the pool one time so start with your best freehand sketch that you can do make sure that you include any obstructions that you have around the pool area. It's a good idea to include a photo of the entire pool as well. Always. At that point now, and this is only if it's not one of the stock sizes. If you have something that looks like a friggin' amoeba or something, one of these freeform shapes, mm -hmm. that's when a, we'll start. A puke splat. Like a puke splat, exactly. That's <laughs> when we'll get into the A-B measures. Or for specific cutouts that you may need, you might have a rectangle pool with this amazing rock wall feature that, that's going to require different anchoring system. Then you may have to A-B that section of the pool as well. And by A-B, you mean like... Using triangulation. I know what you mean. I just am asking you to explain it. Oh, okay. You could have explained it. It's just using triangle. <laughs> it's a method of measure using triangulation. The first thing that you want to do is establish yourself an AB line. It has to be three feet away from the pool and should be two thirds the length of the pool. You're going to want to put some type of a marker or chalk mark in place at position A and position B. You want to make okay. sure that that AB line never intersects the pool. So it should always be far back enough. Like I said, a minimum of three feet. It can be further back than three feet. We're going to need to also list how far back it is and the length of the ab line we're going to the cover manufacturer is going to need that information mm, i'm glad i don't have to deal with this <laughs> using a piece of sidewalk chalk walk around the pool and put a hashtag on every on the coping and number it all the way around the pool on the inside of the coping a hashtag <laughs> A, a hash brown. A hash the brown. Number sign. A hash brown. No, I mean a hash mark. That's what I meant. You mean hash mark? <laughs> Back off, lady. A hash mark. Yeah, a hash mark. Right. What the fuck is a hash mark? Like when I, I'm thinking of a line. Beef. How about a line? <laughs> there we go. Just draw a line and number it all the way around the pool, every three feet. If you have any tight corners or small radiuses, decrease the distance between those hash marks. But you can go one foot or two foot apart. And that's hash marks, I don't mind as long as we don't use the word volumage or whatever, a gallonage. Volumage. Vol volumage. You can't go making up your own shit. So 
That's actually not that bad. I like that. If you have any raised areas, you should <laughs> mark the beginning and the end of the of the raised area and then one foot intervals. Any straight wall, again, three foot intervals. But if you do have like a large wall or anything along those lines that you need to consider, you'll need to have at minimum a beginning, a middle and an end for a hash brown. Corned beef hash. Do you watch? Um, have you been watching Cobra Kai? No. <sighs> Damn good series. You're missing out. I'm sure. So I'm sure. I watched this really creepy show called uh, Red Rose. It was pretty good. You might like it. Okay. I'll check it out. It's short. It's a few episodes. Now that we have all of our hash marks all the way around the pool and they're all numbered, take a tip and measure from your A mark to hashtag number one. And you're going to write that distance down. Hashtag B. Hashtag A1. Then Too many from hashtags. <laughs> from hashtag point girl boss hashtag gatekeep from <laughs> from from A to two from A to three to A to four all the way around the pool until you've gone completely around and got to your last. So you bicycle spoke it, basically, kind of. Yeah, it would kind of look like um, one of those Asian flags that they wave. You know, the fan, a not fan? a flag, a fan. Um, I'm getting all gotcha. my words wrong today. Just hashtag that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, once you've gone all the way around from point A to each one of those numbers and you've written them down. And again, the manufacturer is going to provide you with some type of a chart just to input this information on. So you're going to be using their graph there. So when you go to do this, they're going to be like, we need all of this information. It's not like you're going to have to remember everything that we're saying. Oh, no, you have to remember everything I'm saying. You get. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. They, each manufacturer has the information that they want. But A, B measures are basically the same no matter what. Gotcha. Now, once we've gone all the way around with all of our A measures, guess what we need to do? B's. Yes. From B, point B, B's. to those same Numbers? hash browns. Corned beef hash. Around the pool. So B to one, write down that distance. B to two, write down that distance until we've made it completely, completely around the pool. Make sure you spend, make sure you set aside an entire day for this. It does take some time. If I wanted to, so... Never mind. I, go ahead. I'll. I'll no, I'll you're ask fine. Go ahead. Ask your question now. Oh, okay. We're- well, I was just gonna say. So, um, I, I found out that my big, big, big pool, the sixty-five thousand gallon pool, is leaking. Mm. Um, losing nineteen gallons an hour. I think something like that. Okay. They were alerted. They were alerted by the city. They were like, "We're gonna shut the water off to the house." And they're like, "No." So then they figured out that it was the pool and yeah. So, um, but my question was, I was trying to, before I, before the 19 gallons came out, I was going, I was like, well, we could calculate the volume, but I don't know how you would calculate the surface area of this monstrosity because it is like the shape of the house, you know, and then there's a rock water, but there's like all this shit. And I was like, I don't even it would take so long to do that for that pool. Wow. To calculate just the surface area or yeah. the gallonage. Oh my god. The volume the volumage. Well <laughs> again I know the I know the volumage from the builder because they told me it was sixty five thousand gallons. So I'm going by that. I feel like it would take an entire week to A B measure 
this particular pool. It might. And the best way to calculate the gallonage, if that's what you're dealing with. Volume. We spoke weeks ago mm-hmm. a couple of times on what? What? How to calculate the gallonage chemically. Ah, uh, yes, that is correct. We did do that. And I would do that there. Now, it's not going to help you for calculating what your surface area is, but isn't well, there a Google app the for that? Surface, I don't know. I wanted to know the surface area so that I could calculate the volume of one inch water loss. Right. But Gallage. isn't there a Google app for that? I think there is. Some folks have told me that they've used some type of Google search to calculate what the surface area of a pool is. I think pool's you can do it on... Google Earth okay. or Google Maps. There you I go. I think it's very simple. All right. Back to my AB measures. The other thing the customer, the customer, other thing the manufacturer is going to want is a total distance across and a width. So you're going to have to pick two points, one on either end and measure from one to the other and also on the width as well. And that's it. Sweet. Then submit these numbers. Simple. And if the, and what they'll do is they'll get back to you. And if they have any questions or need any other information, they'll ask at that point in time. If they need anything double-checked, they will ask at that point in time. But it's really not incredibly challenging. Do they send you, like, a picture before they send – like, do they send you back and be like, okay, this this is the picture we got from the calculation – like, from the numbers that you gave us. This is what – It's going to depend mean. on the manufacturer. I'm going to assume the better companies do so you can compare it. Right, because I'd be like, oh, no, that's my my pool is a fucking barf splat. And this picture you sent me triangle looks like. A, <laughs> yeah. Why do you why are you making this? Triangle it looks like pool? this one looks like dog barf. So so there's that a triangle cover. Are there triangle pools? There probably is triangle pools. Uh, I want to see some triangle pools. So if you have a triangle pool, a triangular it. pool on your route. Send us a picture to talkingpools at gmail.com. Yeah. Andrea needs stuff. Valentine's Day next year to post on her page. Heart-shaped pools will make her happy. Right? Uh, No, I hate heart-shaped things. So Andrea needs things to post on her page. If anybody has a pentagram for this evil woman, that would (laughs) be amazing. A pentagram-shaped pool, that would be neat. Or like the the moon, you know, the the moon... uh, Crescent moons. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. 
Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. You can also measure your pool for a safety cover with photographs. Well, isn't that interesting? Not just one photograph. You need a shit ton of photographs. Why? How how many? You have to take photographs like all around the pool in a circle almost or whatever. Just like you did an A-B measurement, but you got to take. Pretty much, right? Kind of like you're trying to 3D model it. Yeah, pretty much. So you want to, I mean, obviously you want to make sure the same as before. Everything's off the deck area. Make sure that your camera settings are correct. Any of the apps that you use to stabilize a photo is off timestamps, things like that. Nothing should be in the way on the camera and then both around the deck. So anything that's going to be in place while the cover's on can stay. Anything that's going to be removed, remove it. And I'm talking about the wacky noodle your kid left on the deck, all that crap. Get it out of there. Get it out. Clean it up. Get it out. Yeah, all the toys. Get all that junk out of the kid's pool, out of the people's pool, what their kid's left behind. Just get it all away from there. Get with something that you will use as markers, like red Solo cups. Fill them with water so they don't blow away. And then (laughs) several inches from the edge of the pool, set them up all around the pool. If you have an obstruction like we spoke about, you'll want to set a marker on top of the obstruction about every two feet apart. Okay. You're also going to want still a sketch of the pool. Then take photos of each block, starting at the center of the shallow end. You're going to take your first photo, basically, and then you're just going to take pictures all the way around the pool every few feet around the entirety of the pool, and then send those photos into the manufacturer. If you can get up as high as possible. Is that like a requirement or just That you do this through photos? Yeah. No, this is a whole separate way of measuring. Some people don't like doing the A-B measures, so there is another way, and this is the other way. Oh, I thought you were saying that you have to do both of these things, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of like – No, this is – a lot of measuring. We moved on to our whole entire second thing, and – see. This is a different method. Correct, and you can get these instructions from the manufacturers that offer it. They will send you those instructions so that way, again, you don't have to memorize what we just said here and now. You will have them at the tips of your fingers so that way you can look it up and read at your pleasure. And kind of follow along as you're doing it because it does really sound complicated. I mean, it's real. Well, maybe it sounds harder than it is, but maybe not complicated, but maybe I mean like 
kind of involved and tedious? It depends on which you're more familiar with, right? So A-B measures, even though I haven't done them in a long time, I did them a lot and I worked with them a lot. So I don't find that to be complex. Not really. I mean, I'll stress over a manufacturer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not complex, like it's, like it's difficult, but I mean like just an involved process. No, but I'll stress over things like, you know, whether or not the manufacturer is going to have the cutout correct, mm. how it's going to look on the pool, things like that. Because there are some things that are beyond my control. After all, somebody else is measuring the, is manufacturing this. So right. I do stress about those things. Now, the photo method of taking, of measuring, that's something that I've not done before. So, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that it existed, which is why we went through it. But I don't have experience mm-hmm. with that. We didn't even have cameras, phone cameras back then, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> you didn't have cameras. No, you we didn't the have ones cameras. ones on the tripod where you yeah. had the cloak. That I had to had put the, the cloak, cloak over my head, head and hold up the yeah. big thing that and exploded. You had, yeah, you had with the light and then you had to go watch the birdie and then, and yep, then it explodes. You had to somebody's press, starting up their squeeze the little Model thing. T Ford in the background. <laughs> it went that way. But these are great covers. But they are for that are closed. Long-term. And when I say long-term, you're away on vacation. The winter, the winter months. Correct. Foreclosed Anytime house. Of, well, foreclosed homes usually don't get a safety cover. So that's kind of odd. Usually you'll see they get these HUD covers. And that's a monstrosity. It's this big thing made out of two by fours. Then they run mm-hmm. chicken wire across the top of it. And then they go with plastic sheathing. And trust me, if you've ever had to pull one of those off a, co- a pool or disassemble one, it is not a lot of fun. They're heavy as it doesn't fuck. sound like. And they don't hold up well because usually by the time I would get these pools that had this HUD cover on it, all the plastic sheeting had deteriorated. And what I'm left with is this pool that has one billion, trillion, and 70 million dime size. I know it's a ton. Dime size plastic Wait. sheets of schmutz <laughs> all over the pool. And even if you, you know, what do you do? You scoop them out. Okay. They're still throughout the water. You drain the pool. Then they're just stuck to the walls. Ew. Yeah. It's not fun. It's just, they don't, they don't hold up well. And and I don't know why they go with those, but again, they probably do hold up longer than a safety cover in the state of Florida. Anyway, I remember when Mm. I was with the safety cover manufacturer, and this is um, probably why you don't see them a lot. We just point blank would not sell them in Florida because- the threading used couldn't hold up to the UV rays. So that cover with a 10-year warranty would last Only a year. Last five years? Yeah, you'd get oh. a year out of it. Well, that makes sense. And they're not inexpensive. No. No. Florida sun is brutal. Yeah. So, Matt, great question. I didn't want to, you know, I did want to give you a little bit more time. That's why we mentioned it last week, but we're talking about it today. But... I learned something, kind of. Did you? What'd you learn? Um, how complicated that it can actually be. <laughs> it's not that complicated. <laughs> you know what? Well, see, it's... here's the funny comparison is that I was asked to measure um, a, one, a spa that I have. It's a standalone spa. It's like in-ground, you know, whatever. It's at my big pool. Um, <clears throat> they want to put a cover on it. And I was like, well, I don't have anything to measure. And they're like, just use your feet. 
I just like walked the spot. Somebody came and measured it properly after that. But that you know, works. It was a joke. At as long as your feet are exactly 12 inches long. They're not. I don't have feet like that. <laughs> if they're 12 inches long, damn it, you're good to go. <laughs> nope. But I kind of just guessed. Hmm. So it's like, I don't know, eight on this side and seven on this side. The first time you AB something, I can see how it might be intimidating just because it's something that you haven't done before. The more you do it, it's a lot of numbers and a lot of steps. It is. But the more you do it, the more second nature it becomes. And I'm sure the photo measuring process, the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So you have both of those methods that you can look at. Again, like we said last week, if you're replacing an existing cover, just send them the cover. Let them make a template from the cover that you send in. That's going to be the best way to get something that matches. Do you have to check with them first to make sure that's okay to do that? They'll give you a return. You send it they'll right give, you know, you'll call them and you'll set it up and you'll, they'll give you some kind of a number to put on the box so they can match it up to what's coming in. They need to know uh, what's coming in. The shit just can't show up. You can't just like you can't just like bundle it up and, and stick it in the <laughs> mail truck. <laughs> Not without them knowing because then it'll probably go off to the side or into a dumpster. But I just meant, like, is that a service that most of them offer? Do you have to call and ask and be like, can I send you this and you make it? Or will they just be like, nah, just measure it? You know what I mean? To the best of my knowledge, it's a service that the better manufacturers offer. How's that? Mm, okay. I mean, it, and it really is a more precise way about going about hitting existing anchors. Like I said, you can A-B the measures. But you're talking about just a, such a precise position. That's why I like sending in the cover to make a template. But these covers are great because they will keep out wildlife. They will seal it so that way it does protect children. Again, if you have a solid cover like we mentioned, any standing water has to be removed by itself within 30 minutes. If you have a mesh cover. Mesh covers, the pool is just nasty. That depends too because there's a way you can close and open the pool where it's not that nasty. Hmm. You close it late. You open it early. Oh, close. That seems yeah, logical. If they're out there closing, I mean, if they're out there closing pools in November, December, have that it sounds horrendous. Horrendous. Have it closed yes. then, and then have it opened after the last threat of a freeze. What's a freeze? That's when it gets really cold. <laughs> Oh, a hard freeze. <laughs> a hard freeze is when it's thirty-two degree air temperature for a thirty-two or less for a period of four hours or more. Your door is opening. Oh my god, there's a ghost. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of paranormal caught on camera. A great addition. If you're out in the field and you see that your customer doesn't have one, definitely bring it up. It is extra money for you to sell and install one of these. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to install it, maybe we'll come back and do another one on that. Or maybe, maybe. you could work with work for somebody and have them teach <laughs> you how had, it's done. I've had the experience. <laughs> now, I've I would like to say, all. even though we say this at the beginning of the show, that, you know, our podcast is not for non-pool professionals. If you need this done, you hire a pool professional to come out and do this for you. Take the measures, have them install it. This way you don't have to worry if you're listening and you're not a pool professional and you shouldn't be. 
because we don't want you listening to us. <laughs> because the information we talk about is not for you. It is sensitive. We are professionals and we... We don't dislike you. We love you. Are It's just our job. You're the man. reason we do this. But get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> unless you're a pool professional. <laughs> So what are your thoughts? Do you think you can sell one of these? Uh, no. Not in Florida. Mm-mm-mm, no. What if, no. What if you were back up in Jersey? I mean, I guess if I had like practice and, you know, because they're, they're necessary there. Like they everybody's are. got one. Well, yeah. it's necessary. Safety cover is a great idea everywhere. But it's a part of your There's layers no of protection. It's one of the big layers of protection. for it. In Florida. There is if somebody's going to be away for a prolonged period of time. Maybe not in your part of Florida, but in my part of Florida. Remember, big-ass state. It does get cold yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I guess up north by, like, Georgia. where Aaron is and stuff, the Florabama. Oh, Aaron She's in Thibodeau. the panhandle. She's in the panhandle. Like, it's freezing there. There's icicles hanging off fountains in downtown. And all I was of- so shocked when she told me she was in a totally different time zone. I did not even, like, I've lived in Florida for so long, and my dumbass did not even know that that section of Florida is literally in a different time zone. It is. It cool. is. So our good buddy, Aaron. Thibodeau. At least her name isn't Caleb. Caleb. No, it's Caleb. Whatever. Anyway. That would be like me calling you ruddy. I'd call you fuckhead. (gasps) I'm coming over there to kick you in the face. Anyway. (laughs) Layers of protection. Sliding glass door alarm. What what comes Uh next? Uh, The fence that nobody wants anymore. The fence that nobody wants anymore. After the fence that nobody wants. The cover that nobody's going to put on. (laughs) The cover nobody's going to put on. And then you got the pool alarm that everybody is annoyed by. And everyone's going to turn that off, too, because those are just awful. I hate those. Okay. I'm sorry. Give me two more. I hate those. Um, Pool alarm cameras. Yes. Video. Good job. And the most important one of all. Adult supervision. Teach your child to swim. Same thing. Yeah, I'll go with that. But okay. how about adult supervision of swimming? Swim lessons? lessons and adult supervision. And also the adults need adult supervision as well. Some of y'all get crazy. That's true. Until next week, be good. Be safe. What's your problem? <laughs> so anyway, thank you for listening. This is Rudy. I'm here with my co-host, thank Andrea. Thank you for supporting our other shows. Listen to our other shows. Like us. Follow us. Listen to us. Don't forget to listen to us either. That's important. Tell your friends about us. Ask us questions. We like the questions because you know what? It helps us. It gives us a break racking our brains trying to come up with something to talk about every week. So. All right. Later. Bye. (laughs) 
I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 